Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Word Stories is a place for women of color to share their experiences in the workplace. We're no longer whispering these stories to our best friends and partners and then shoving them to the backs of our minds and just dealing. We're talking about bias, equal pay, bad bosses, racist hiring practices, and all the crazy things your coworkers have done or said to you. This is a safe place to tell those stories. The floor is open, y'all. We are telling it all. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. In this episode, we're going to be talking about money, money, money. That's right salary negotiation. It feels like our first gripes about a job are around what we're getting paid. You could be three or four months in and start to realize, I'm not getting paid nearly enough to do what they're asking me to do. It happens to women in particular all the time. So of course, we had to talk about it. All right, y'all. Today I am here with Ashley Cash. Ashley, introduce yourself to our audience. Hey, friends. I'm Ashley Cash. I'm a 100K plus resume writer, interview expert, and salary negotiation coach. Whew, that's a mouthful. But, ba- <laughs> but basically, all that means is that I help my powerhouse professional clients get hired, get paid, and land better jobs with bigger salaries. Yes. As soon as I saw all that you were doing, I was like, I've got to have you on the podcast to really give our audience at least some of your tricks. I know we got to pay for maybe the rest of them, but we have <laughs> a, little, a little taste. And I really wanted to talk about salary negotiation because, you know, the general negotiation you do in the beginning, right, when you're looking for mm-hmm. a job, sets the tone for the rest of your experience. And yes. I want our audience to get that right. So maybe we can mitigate or problem solve some things that would come in the future by setting a really good foundation for ourselves. So let's start out with, can you tell us like the top mistakes people make when they're negotiating? Absolutely. And this is my favorite conversation to have, like money. Yes. Um, (laughs) Especially as it, as it impacts um, women and people of color. Um, Cause we all know about the wage gap, which subsequently leads to a wealth gap. Uh, Fun fact, and and of course I'll answer your question, but fun fact, because of the wage gap for women of color, um, our Latinx sisters, even worse for our Pacific Islander sisters, um, in her lifetime, a woman stands to lose anywhere from $700,000 to like $1.4 million in her lifetime oh um, because of the wage gap. So just, you know, just for a second, imagine the impact on your family 
your community, uh, your loved ones, right? Like people around you, yourself, what an extra, and I'm going to say air quote, extra, you know, 700K to over a million dollars over the course of your lifetime, what that could mean. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I know you kind of already asked me to introduce myself, but I think that is important to share just in terms of the why. Yeah. So not necessarily what I do, but why. Because um, I feel a way about that. Like, I really feel a way about the wealth and the wage gap. Um, but to answer your question, what are some of the, you know, kind of top mistakes that people make uh, when negotiating? I think the first one, the biggest one is they don't negotiate. Um, and I'm not trying to be funny when I say that. What I mean is sometimes people are so excited or so grateful to have landed, you know, an opportunity, a job or what have you, that they let their gratitude or maybe fear of not feel not seeming appreciative or maybe fear of like, oh, they're going to think I'm being greedy or um, I'm already going to be making more than where I'm at now. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be greedy and ask for anything else. Mm -hmm. I would say that that's probably the number one mistake if you are not negotiating. And especially if you're not negotiating because of what you perceive the person on the other end of the table is going to air quote, think about you. Right. What's important. Um What's important to know is that just like when you buy a house or when you buy a car or you go to, you know, an outdoor market, negotiations are just part of the exchange. It's it's what everybody involved expects to happen. So when you don't, you know, the job isn't going to say like, oh, you know, you're going to negotiate. They're just going to say, OK, great. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I think, something that people really need to keep in mind that they're expecting you to negotiate. I feel like that is a huge issue in our culture of black and brown people of like, we need to be grateful for the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when white mm -hmm. folks do not have a problem asking for more for what they want, even if it is actually ridiculous. It's just like this sense of confidence when <laughs> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. asking and getting their needs met that we don't have as a culture. I mean, of course, historically, because of the way we've been treated and trained. And exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, exactly. And I'm so glad that you said that because I do always like to be mindful and respectful of, you know, the fact that there is a wage and wealth gap, to your point, just sort of that systematic um conditioning, societal conditioning that black and brown folks have endured for generations, you know, all those things are layers to this problem. So I also don't want anyone maybe listening to this feeling like, you know, oh man, like I'm, I'm doing something wrong um, or that I'm to blame because no, you're not to blame. For one, companies need to have more transparency in terms of comp and all that anyway. And so we wouldn't even necessarily be having to have this conversation if companies truly did pay uh, people the same for like work. Um, but you're absolutely right. There are so many societal air quote norms or rules around being grateful. But I always say I prefer to be grateful and paid. Yep. So ask. <laughs> I love that. And this is, oh my God, this feels so personal because I am guilty of, I have hardly ever negotiated in my life um, for this exact reason what we're talking about. So you're calling me out. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, but I'm funny. learning. I'm learning through people like you. And each time I go into a new job, 
I do a better job. So I guess that's the goal, right? Improve it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, oh, I love that so much. Yes. The goal is always to improve, not to ever be perfect. So that is such a great lesson to share with your listeners. Yeah. So, okay. So if we're, we're, we found the job, we like the duties, we've gotten the job, we did through, went through all the process and we're excited about the opportunity. And now it's time to do the awkward part. Um, and talk about money. What are some things that we need to think about when we're putting our numbers out? Okay. Love this question. So the first thing that you want to do is you don't want to have the money conversation too early. So a lot of times what will happen is uh, you might get on kind of that like phone screening call with maybe a recruiter and they're kind of feeling you out. And then they like to slide in there, either a question around what are you making currently or um, what are your salary requirements? And that right there is like pump the brake, slow the conversation down because it is too early in the conversation, in the process to have the money talk. And what I mean by that is um, there's a, a concept in negotiations called anchoring. And this is going to make tons of sense. But usually what happens is the first number that is thrown out in a negotiation anchors it. So you will never go above that number. So if you throw out early, either what you're making now or even uh, what your salary range is, you really do sort of lose a lot of leverage later on. So if you get asked that question, what are you making now? Or what are your salary requirements? An easy way to answer that question is, you know, right now I'm just still learning a lot about this role. Um, and so I'm not quite prepared to have a salary discussion just yet. And then you can turn around and ask them. Um, but if there is an allotted salary range for the position, I would love it if you would share that with me. Mm-hmm. So again, right, using kind of the rules of negotiation, um, you getting them to give you the salary range basically says, hey, show me your hand. And then that will give you an indication of, is this salary something I'm willing to accept? Or you might be like, oh, shoot, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to have a come up. Um, but you don't, what you don't do is you, you don't position yourself to um, get lowballed at the beginning. So it's probably um, kind of that pre-work. And if you are already kind of past that point of the process where you're at an actual um, offer, mm-hmm. then... The top tips that I can give you are, one, uh, utilize your online resources to figure out if you're getting a good offer or a great one. So I use all the time um, Glassdoor. You can search by company. You can also search by industry uh, and your area, like your locale, because that's important. Uh, You can also ask peers, which I know culturally, you know, we have been a little bit conditioned within our own culture. Like (laughs) you don't talk money with people and Mm -hmm. you you don't have people in your pockets and in your business. I understand that. But in other cultures, they don't have sort of that unspoken rule to not talk about money. And they use that to their advantage to say, oh, well, you know, my buddy or my friend or whatever um, is earning this much at this job level. uh, So I know that I can ask and likely get the same. So it's something that other cultures do. um, And that helps them. So if you don't want to use an online resource or in addition to an online resource, if you have a peer group, 
you know, friends, old colleagues, whomever, getting real intel from them is another way to go to the negotiation table because then you can say, okay, you guys offered me X. My market research um, indicated that, you know, Y is uh, a fair number. So you go into it educated as opposed to sort of like, I'm just going to pull a number out of the sky. So you want to have data both from um, like the market, right? What's market value? And then you also want to be able to back up your ask. So you want to say, you know, market value indicates this. And because I have experience doing X, Y, Z, or you mentioned that you need someone who can come in and set up, you know, this project or this framework, I have experience doing that. This is what it's going to cost you. (laughs) Yeah, we got to start talking about these salaries. That's a big one. Yeah, you, you would be it, I got surprised. uncomfortable. <laughs> I, right? It, it, so it, I get it. Like it's somebody's business and it, it's like rude and it's like one of those things you just don't discuss, right? It's just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But we do need to change that because what I have noticed, like is what you said, is like going to the workplace, um, I'd say I'm working with a white woman and she just drops casually, um, you know, I'm only getting played blah, blah, blah to be doing all this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you can play blah, 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 what? I'm like, <laughs> like so you know, to play it cool. Like, okay, I just a, a bomb was just dropped, um, right. and so it's it's interesting that that is so freely coming out of her mouth. But I couldn't tell you what any of my friends make. Best friends, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, again, right? It is it's it's cultural and also social conditioning because you know not to get all um, woke, I guess, but like you think about just our past, one of the the tactics to keep people kind of separated was, you know, not allowing them to speak, Mm -hmm. um, making people speak English only, right? Like, I mean, just, there are so many layers to this. Again, that's why I keep going back to, you know, I don't want anyone to feel like it's something they themselves, you know, have failed at or something like that. There's a, there's a lot of complexities to it, but like you're saying, when we know better, we're able to do better. And so if somebody is thinking like, Hmm, I would like to have a conversation with a friend about, you know, money. Um, you definitely can, you need to be very um, intentional and have a private conversation, right? It's probably not the conversation you want to have at game night, but <laughs> it might be depressing, <laughs> depending on who's sharing. <laughs> yeah, well, to, could be, um, but you know, it, it may be better to start with saying, Hey, like we, you and I are in similar job industries, we're both trying to, you know, maximize our earning potential. Are you cool with us having a discussion about, you know, what you make? I don't mind sharing what I make. That way we can kind of put our heads together and help both of us, you know, and if and give them the option to say yes or no. Um, mm-hmm. And if they say no, then it it's not weird. Clear the air and move on. Um, but that is a way to, to definitely get some real information uh, from people you already know. Cool. And and do you think there's an element, it seems like there's an element of um, acting, perhaps, when you are negotiating, like playing it cool and, and you know. Oh, and, yes. You, the way you picked your words earlier, right? Like, I am not ready to have the salary conversation. It's <laughs> very specific. And so does it benefit us to be very cool in that process or does it not matter? Oh, it absolutely matters. Like think of it like, you know, a poker game, if you will. Mm. And it doesn't mean that you got to, you need to 
be something you're not. Um, I'm a pretty jovial person just by nature. Um, and even so, even when I'm serious, you know, I still maybe have a little bit of a smile or something like that. So I don't turn into, you know, I don't have like an alter ego or anything like that. Right. But <laughs> to your point, I am very clear with my word choice. Um, when I'm negotiating, I do try to make a point to not over talk a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to be really kind of just focused in my language. And that is yet another reason why kind of just going back to like, even when you get an offer to not, you know, do a cartwheel while you're on the phone with these people and, you know, or fall on your knees like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, even if that's how you're feeling on the inside, it is important to just thank them, show, show enough enthusiasm that, you know, makes the person on the other end feel like you are enthusiastic about it. But Mm -hmm. then to your point, be cool. Hey, I really appreciate the offer. I'm looking forward to joining the team. Uh, I'm going to take, you know, a day or two to review the offer and get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you're able to have a discussion without all of the emotions and or the person on the other side of the table reading your emo- emotions and sort of playing those against you. Right. They see you're really excited. So they're like, eh. She's just happy to be here. So I don't have to, you know, I don't have to give in to this negotiation. So the cooler, calmer you can be, the better. Um, Yeah, that's what I would say. That reminds me of growing up. And if we would go as a family to somewhere super nice, you know, a resort or anywhere, my mom would be like, now don't act like you've never been anywhere. Don't yes. embarrass me. You know, you go exactly. over someone's house and you're like, ooh, ah. She's like, don't do that. So uh-huh. it reminds me of the same thing. Like, you know, kind of fake it till you make it. Just act like you're used to this. I'm used to getting paid, you know, exactly. I'm ever money. I know I deserve this. I'm walking in with that type of confidence. And so I, I love that. Yes, that I love that. that. Um, so I know when we are looking at our full package, when we're accepting a job, it's not just about the money. Um, there's other factors and it plays into whether that salary is good or not. Um, Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about, you know, what that looks like and what people should consider in the whole package? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's important to, to think about, um, what you can negotiate beyond money, it's really important too to also make sure that your additional ask is appropriate to the job level. So what I mean by that is um, there are things that some of my executive level clients will ask for, things like uh, stock options. Um, that's that's probably a big one or even equity in the company. But they're at the executive level, right? I, I wouldn't expect a client who still may be at the management level um, to, well, depending on the company, right? So I'll, I'll say that depending on the company um, and the precedents that have been set. But there are some companies that at that level, they just don't offer uh, stock options for like a management level, right? So I think, again, doing your research for what is appropriate for that company and or job level is really important. So they don't sort of laugh you out of there, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but in addition to that, um, just some things that are super common at any job level, uh, additional paid time off. Okay. So oftentimes, like I know me, it just seemed like, especially early in my career, I just never had enough PTO. Like the little two weeks, I think I was working somewhere, I got three weeks. It just was never enough. So asking for an additional week or two, especially if you're uh, coming from a company that had a pretty generous PTO policy. So that's one that you can always ask for. Another one that um, is kind of popular with my clients is continuing education. So either... Um, the company paying for, let's say, uh, a PMP certification and study materials, 
or like an HR certification and study materials. I mean, those can cost, you know, thousands of dollars by the time you do all the materials and the testing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one that you could ask for back when, you know, there were conferences and things. Um, <laughs> I have negotiated to be able to go to two industry specific conferences per year as sort of part of my professional development. Um, so that would include obviously my ticket to the conference and travel and all those expenses, um, which made it really easy for me to not have to justify it every single year. It was something that I had already negotiated. Um, and then the other thing that people don't think about negotiating, which is going to sound funny, uh, is resources. And by resources, I mean, you know, you, you go through all these rounds of interviews with a company and they tell you about this big mountain that, that you're going to have to climb. And you can say, you know, if I come on here, I want to have um, budget to add one or two people to my team, or I want to have budget to add an assistant um, or whatever, whatever resource you feel like is needed um, to complete the task that they're asking of you. And so it doesn't necessarily, that ask doesn't necessarily uh, impact your immediate compensation, but it does impact your ability to be successful and not go crazy. Right. So that's kind of one of those, um, you know, make sure you think about not just your total comp, but think about, all right, what is it that I need to do a good job here? And I need to be asking for that up front. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really helpful. And y'all take notes. You cannot leave these things out. You could be making the best salary in the world, but if you're expected to work every day and every weekend and mm-hmm. you only have two weeks of PTO and you have no professional development budget, it's not really a good deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, think about that again. Um, all right, so let's kind of shift a little bit. So let's say I'm negotiating and I am not getting what I want or what I think. Mm-hmm. I should be getting. Um, and they're just stopping me every time I try to, you know, hit a certain number, they're going lower and lower. Uh, what should you do then? Is it worth not taking the job? Um, well, it depends. So the first thing to think about before you begin a negotiation, which hopefully by now everybody's kind of picking up on, you know, when you actually get to the negotiation table, that's almost the easy part. It's all the preparation that you do beforehand is really where you put the time, energy, and effort. You know, an actual negotiation can happen in a matter of minutes um, as far as a job, like for a job or something like that. and can even happen via email. But all the preparation that you do beforehand, that is where uh, the hours come in. And so if you, before you go into a negotiation, you want to definitely have a floor, mm-hmm. right? You want to say, you know, if they can't give me at least X, it's a no-go for me. So if you ever get to that point of where they're below your minimum, your floor, then yeah, uh, it is an opportunity to try to walk away. Uh, A lot of times what I'll say to my clients where a company is having a hard time uh, getting to their floor is to try a couple different avenues, right? Like, can we do it in a bonus? Could, you know, we make up for it in equity? Again, try to get creative. But if it's just a no, we don't have the budget, uh, yeah, I, I am not opposed. I have had clients who have turned down offers because of that. Now, I say that as a person who lives in the real world with a mortgage and a child. Right. If you need a job, <laughs> if you need to make money, if you need health care, you may have to take a role that will enable you to do those things until you can pivot into something greater. So do not think that Ashley Cash is telling you 
you know, walk away from income that you absolutely need. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just pay your rent first. Right. Um, <laughs> but if you're in a position where like, Hey, I already, you know, I'm in a, I have a job. Um, I'm trying to negotiate with a new role. And again, they insist on paying you below what you feel is fair. Uh, that's not the organization for you because if you take it thinking like, Oh, I'll work my way up or whatever, you're going to have resentment. And y'all know, I mean, the average salary increase every year is like 2%, 3%. So you end up trying to play a catch-up game um, that you really don't want to get into. So yeah, I absolutely am a fan of having a walk-away point. Okay. This is making me think about also when you get offered a job, but the job changes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's say you were offered a job at a senior level and then they take the senior off or they add a responsibility that wasn't on the original JD. Are they, um, mm-hmm. you know, you report to someone different than you were supposed to. Um, The money changes also when the title changes. Uh, So they can justify and say, oh, you don't have as much experience in this. So we tweaked it a bit. And that means we can only pay you this amount. What are the ethics behind that? I know that that happens a lot with women of color in particular. Um, What can you do at that point? Yeah, I I agree. It does happen. In fact, it's happened to me. Um, And it's shady. You know, it, it really feels like you've been bamboozled mm-hmm. because it's like, well, why would you even consider me for this if you felt like I didn't have the, you know, credentials or experience to do it? And so I think that's where everyone has to really take a cold, hard look at what's important to them and exercise agency over where they lend their talents. If you are uh, being approached by a company who wants to offer you a job, but like you said, they'll get, but they want to take the senior part off of it. You don't have to take it unless you have rent you need to make, right? Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> that's that's that uh, invisible parentheses. But you don't have to. You do not have to accept anything that makes you feel less than, or that's going to make you feel resentful. And you can say to them. Tactfully, you can say, you know, I appreciate the offer. Um, I'm willing to accept the position in which I applied for, which was a senior level position. Uh, if that senior level level role is no longer available, then I am no longer interested. Right. Mm-hmm. You can assert yourself in that way. Um, and that kind of tells them either if you're going to if you want me to lend my talents here, you'll pay me and, and give me the appropriate title. And if you don't, no problem. I'll stay where I am. Um, I think the other thing that comes up a lot, this might happen to people in terms of getting additional responsibilities within their current role. And they feel like, okay, I, I, they hired me to do one thing. And then I got here and now I'm doing the job of like two people. And so in that case, <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? Like raise his hand. <laughs> and in that case, what you want to definitely do is you want to inventory what all you're doing. Um, you want to be really clear about the impact in terms of, hey, I'm generating double the amount of revenue or I'm handling double the amount of projects of everyone around me um, and have a conversation with your leadership and ask, okay, is there a plan to offload some of this off my plate? If so, what's the time frame? And if there's not, is there uh, a time frame where we can talk about either changing my title and or comp? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend like just leaving um, when that's happening. I really think it's important to have a conversation around it okay. because sometimes 
like management can just be oblivious or they just get so, you know, caught up in other things that they're not even paying attention that you're overworked. So I think before you decide to just pack up and leave, having the conversation and then from there being like, okay, well, I told her she didn't seem to care. All right. I know what I need to do next. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is so good. Definitely just to be able to vocalize and like keep your receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like exactly. Learn that one the hard way, folks. Learn that one the hard way. <laughs> um, this is all such great advice. And I want people to be able to benefit from all the gems that you drop on social and, and all your platforms. Can you tell people how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So first and foremost, you can reach me on the gram. I'm at Ashley in cash. Uh, there I do. I share all kinds of gems, um, a peek into my crazy life and motherhood. Uh, and the other thing that you can find on my Instagram or at Ashley in is a link for you to submit your resume to me. I will take a look at it for free, give you some feedback uh, and help you take that next step towards a better job and bigger salary. Look at that, y'all. You're already on the come up just by listening (laughs) to this episode. And can you believe that Ashley Cash is her actual name? Like how lucky. And then to get into all these topics is perfect. Um, Thank you so much for, you know, giving us these insights and everyone out there, you know, be bold and ask for what you want. Love it. Yep. Thank you. I am so grateful for Ashley coming on and dropping all of that knowledge on us. Talking about money can be really intimidating, but like we said, it's all about progress. For each job, just strive to become a better negotiator each time. People like to jokingly say to do something with the confidence of a mediocre white guy. But how about just doing it with the confidence of a more than qualified you? I'm going to challenge you with that this week, okay? Make sure you're staying inspired throughout the week by following us on Instagram at WorkStories. That's work with an E. Till next time. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.